Oh, I've been meaning to tell you. I, I started watching, or not watching, but um, reading the um, the Joker War Saga. Did you? Yeah, yeah. I Whoa. bought. I bought. I bought uh, on Google. I, I googled it, and then I on Google like books or whatever. Yeah, they had the entire like collection of comic books in one thing, and it was only like nine bucks. I was like, oh hell yeah! Yeah. So I've been watching, like flipping through it on my iPad. <sighs> It's crazy. It's good, man. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Joker, that Joker War is really good. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, I haven't gotten to the part where that you were talking about yet, but uh, I'm excited, excited to to read it. Yeah. And the the art of it, it's so amazing. It's like, so I, good. I actually haven't read a comic book in such a long time. Like it's, yeah. it's amazing to go back and like look at them now because they, you know, just like everything else, everything evolves and everything. Yep. But yeah, the Things artistry change. of it, yep. yeah, so good. It artistry is changing it so much. Yeah, you're like shit, man. These aren't the comics that oh, let me t- <laughs> take a little piece of change, yeah. <laughs> Put a little change out the frame. Yeah, like I, I don't understand like with the live action movies. Just like have people who write the comic books or write your animated shows. Absolutely, that's that's especially how I feel with like DC. Yes. Yeah, like DC, a buddy of mine, me and a buddy of mine had a conversation because he feels like all the DC movies are better than every Marvel movie, and uh, I I strongly disagree. Yeah, but that be, and I like the, I like the DC movies. They're just not better than the Marvel movie. Not better than so they're better than some of the Marvel movies yeah. for sure. Yeah, they're, they're not all hits. But but that being said. I, my hope is that whoever the team that is that writes the cartoons, mm-hmm. just let them write the movies. Yes. Yeah, those are so good. Like anytime I see one come up, I was like, I know what I'm watching right now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I know I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> yeah. because, like I don't, I don't feel like there's ever been a miss. I've never watched one and been like, oh. no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I think my favorite is the Flashpoint Paradox. Like that, that one's that's one of my really favorites. good. Justice League War, Flash, yeah, Flashpoint yeah. Paradox. Um, Judas contract was good. Got a little weird there, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Judas contract was good. Um, Hush was good. Yeah, yeah. There's there's so many. Um, there's there's one other. Oh, um, was the dark side? Man, I can't remember if it was the dark side of the Doomsday one, but or dark side. I think it was the dark side one or whatever, but. Those are all pretty good, but I mean, I mean, even the Justice League versus the Titan Teen mm-hmm. Titans one was, yeah, was good. Like that, they just they just don't really miss in the, in those areas. No, and even if one is not as good as the other, like it's still they all still great for some reason. Yeah, like, yeah, they definitely definitely need to do that shit. <laughs> yeah, like I, I don't I don't know if they just don't talk to each other. It's like no, we're live action. You wanna you wanna bow up? <laughs> <laughs> live action doesn't want those problems though. yeah yeah live action would catch some hands yeah <laughs> live action would catch the hands absolutely man <laughs> that's funny I like that <laughs> yeah and I think he thinks that I like shitting on DC just for the sake of shitting on DC nah I think I think DC is good like I I still buy DC comics mm-hmm. I support the D, uh, DC uh animated releases yeah um 
but I can I'm I again I objectively like the movies. Yeah, yeah, I I like them for the most part. Uh, some of them, you know, are are misses in my books. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I still enjoy them. Like I, as much as I was uh, perturbed about the Batman because I had I had been telling my friends about this story that I was writing. And as soon as the Batman comes out, he's like, that's my it fucking was the story. story. That's my fucking story. It's like, I want to focus on the detective part of Batman. Yeah. It's like, we don't, we haven't got to see that in live action. No, we and don't I, get detective like, I Batman. I want this serial killer to be on the loose. And like, you get like some, some senses of like Silence of the Lambs or like they're talking to someone incarcerated, like maybe the Joker or, yep. or somebody else. Uh, and then, you know, it comes out and I was like, fuck man, I, I don't want to like it, but I do because <laughs> it was good. It was good. It was good. It was good. Um, I often say that Pattinson is my favorite Batman. Like Affleck is my favorite Batman, physicality wise. Right. Yeah. Uh, outside of that, it is Pattinson. Like when you're talking about a detective-ish mm-hmm. Batman, like because those are the two things that for me make up Batman. Yeah. Is the physicality and then the mind like this detective Batman yeah. thing. Yeah, he's the world's greatest detective. Yep. <laughs> and, and those two those two things have I feel never truly existed in one Batman in the movies. Mm-hmm. And so if you were to break them apart, then Affleck is my favorite physical. Yeah. Pattinson is my favorite uh like detective. Yeah. And he was new detective Batman. I think they say he's only he was only he th- he said he was only yeah, detective was like, for like two years yeah, or something year like two, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wish they, I wish they would have done the, um, you know, kind of flashpoint story early on. Mm-hmm. Like even even after maybe we had a few incarnations of Batman on live screen, because I feel like. I feel like DC more than Marvel a little bit kind of did the multiverse kind of thing a little bit better. Um, because they, I don't know, maybe I just didn't, I didn't, I guess I didn't read a whole lot of Marvel comics growing up. I, I, I focused more, more on the X-Men side yeah. of things. Oh, on Marvel. by the way, X-Men is jumping off right now. It's X-Men is really good right really? now. Really? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I have to check some a- of X Men is in their bag. Like X Men are probably living some of their best life outside of like the Hickman run. But okay, yeah, all right, yeah. I, I mainly focus like Batman was my my guy. That that was the character I I was drawn to. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, you got the the tattoo. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. I, I wish they would have kind of done the flash flashpoint in live action, and so we get to see, and it brings every all of those kind of worlds together it's like okay yes you know you have the adam west in one world you have the christian bell in another world yeah 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 uh, the michael keaton in another world and maybe not like run that dry it's like oh yeah have them in every movie together all the time but like maybe have one one story kind of meld in he's like maybe you have a christian bell dropping into tim burton's <laughs> yeah. Gotham is like what is this <laughs> uh, but I don't know that's that's where I feel like the comic books really hit it is like you know those different worlds you get to see and you you, you know it's Batman but mm-hmm. it's a different version of Batman yeah like, so I don't know we'll see hopefully the movies start to catch up live action at least 
Uh, but I don't know. We'll see. Keep that in mind that you want, there's a part of you that wants all those worlds together because I think soon you personally will get something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Um, I mean, we got it a little bit in the newest Flash movie mm-hmm. with Keaton coming in and everything. Yep. Um, and you kind of get that with, um, what is it? Was it, it was that one where they see the Supermans, right? Yeah. 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 Yeah, because mm-hmm. they they did a similar thing. Yeah. You see all the you see yeah, all the you Superman. See, I saw the Nicholas Cage. The Nick Cage Superman <laughs> that never came to fruition. Yep, <laughs> that was the that was the Kevin Smith Superman. I think it was. Uh, that was um Tim Miller. I think was it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the guy that did um Wolverine okay. or Logan. Logan. I mean. Logan. Yeah. Uh, which I, which I love that movie Fuck, as well. Yeah, I was gonna say that was a comic book film. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. like you take you take the mutant out of it. You take mm-hmm. any like superhero thing out of the movie, and it's this indie film about you know this kind of shitty dad that gets thrown a kid that he doesn't want and he has to take care of and he grows to to love her and like take care of her and everything. And then you have the the old dad that he's taking care of as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, that scene when he comes in after he's been stabbed and he's like, "It wasn't me." Like I started tearing up there. Because like you can see in Xavier's eyes, like he saw Logan stab him. It's like, no. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Logan, Logan is definitely up there for me. But like I said, it 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 um it runs, it presents so much different than like any mm-hmm. comic book film that's really out there. Like yeah. there, there's there's not there's not another comic book equivalent oh, to no. Logan. Absolutely. Like you not. like you said, like you can take like that movie can play in front of almost anybody, and like they can see past the claws and stuff. And really, it, it's kind of easy because he didn't use them that much because at that yeah. point he wasn't that same mm-hmm. Wolverine, you know. Um, I remember before the movie got like out there, out there, and people were asking me kind of what it's about or what what would you compare it to. I was like, I wouldn't compare it to anything, but I'll tell you, this is what it's like if if you sing Bolt was the fastest man in the world for a long time and then he doesn't run for 10 12 maybe even 20 years and then one day he's asked to be the fastest man in the world again (laughs) and has to be Mm -hmm. like that's the movie yeah like he hasn't been wolverine in so long and then one day he just has to be wolverine again yeah yeah like he has to be like wolverine but also wolverine the dad and yeah. Wolverine, not just the dad to uh, 23, but he's the father of the future mm-hmm. because he has to save all the, you know, not the new mutants as far as movies go, but <laughs> yeah. he has to save all the next generation of mutants, you yeah. know, uh, from what, Sentinel, service, Sentinel Services? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they're not the Sentinels anymore. Yeah. I think it's, yeah. yeah. You know, and then this, this far off future. So yeah, it was it was really good. Yeah, yeah. It's um, I don't know as far as comic book movies as a whole. Uh, I am getting a little fatigued on them. Okay, uh, just because there's so many, and uh, then you have the shows, and like mm-hmm. you know, I enjoy them for the most part. Uh, did you watch Secret Invasion? I haven't finished it. I think I'm in like episode three or something like that. Okay, okay, yeah. I wasn't the biggest fan. Uh, I heard somebody else. <clears throat> somebody else uh, kind of made a criticism. Um, 
like in passing, I tried to like, eh, you know, kind of. Yeah, like, I don't want to. I don't want to say too much. But yeah, yeah. I was just. Uh, I don't know. Uh, after you finish it, I'd, I'd like to yeah, discuss it. Absolutely. Um, I, I just, yeah, I don't want to say anything more. <laughs> I want to welcome um, somebody I consider a good friend, uh, you know, podcast producer, creative person, all around, kind of renaissance man, um, TV head Jimmy. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on the show, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, man. This is, um, this is fun. I'm, 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 it's been a, I don't know, I say it's been a while. I don't know if I've ever been on anybody else's show. Really? Yeah, I think this is the first somebody else's show that I've ever been on. Okay. Yeah. All right. So t- tell uh, you know our maybe five followers <laughs> what's your podcast that. So <clears throat> I I produce a podcast called Records on Repeat. Um, I you never hear me on the show. Um, like so there's there's one episode maybe maybe two that you hear me on. There's two. There's two episodes that you hear me on, and that's um, kind of like we run like. So I do like the thing where like I'm sound checking, but I'm kind of recording. Mm-hmm. And then so like somebody will say something funny and I'll use that to kind of open the show. So like there'll be like maybe a good like, I don't know, 10 seconds of that clip. And then it goes into the theme song and stuff yeah. like that. And so I'm in those like every right. once in a while. And it's usually me laughing <laughs> in the background because I don't because I have a mic as the producer. Mm-hmm. I have a mic, but. When the show is running, when I'm sound checking them, um, my mic isn't on. Right. And so I just sound check them. Like, because I know, like, even when I watch other shows, or sorry, listen to other shows, sometimes, like, the producer does have a mic and they'll chime in. Yeah. Every once in a while. Um, I've never, never chimed in. Um, but yeah, so I, I produce that show. So I, I run the sound, um, do all of that stuff, um, help get, help get guests, but my help is not like, the showrunner Autumn, mm-hmm. excuse me. When she shoots her shot, she shoots her shot. She is a shot shooter. She's not afraid to message anybody. Yeah, and it is it has worked out tremendously every time. Every time, she nails that shit. Um, other than that, I produce music as well. Um, I just I just pulled off one of my dreams and finally formed Voltron. So yeah, for okay. for for about a year, I've been trying to. Um, get like like different people together mm-hmm. to like bring them together to form a group, and so I and I was trying to do it through different uh, like ways of like tagging them in each other's posts, and I, I now they know I I did this I I've, <laughs> now they know I've orchestrated this because I I've, I've let the cat out of the bag, and so <clears throat> I wanted originally these two guys to meet, and so like like this guy would release some music. And I would like put his music in a story or something like that, but then tag this guy in it, you know, tag the yeah, other guy in it. Yeah. And then when this guy released music, I'd put in, but I tagged this guy in it. Yeah. You know? And um, then I met another guy while I was out uh, at some open mics and stuff. And so like, I, like I kept putting them all in. And then finally, like last week, maybe early this week, this is that recent. And so I put everybody in like a group chat and I just hit like, you know, play basically. And uh, so I, I really, no, nah, I don't, I don't want to say worried, but I was, 
under what I felt was a pressure to figure out how I was going to get all these guys, these guys on the same page Mm -hmm. and, um, and kind of like coordinate and get them interested in the music and in each other and everything like that. But basically after I hit play, like two of the guys started going back and forth and then three of them did. And on their own, they were like, well, we should meet up and like, okay. And then they, they figured out their own time and they were like, well, you know, where are we going to meet? And I was like, well, we could meet at the place that I'm kind of helping taking care of right now, or we can meet at the studio. And they're like, well, let's just go to the studio. And then once we got there, they were still mixing it up and everything. And they figured out that they have similar ideas and dreams for music and stuff like that. And the whole time I'm just sitting back and I was like, no shit. (laughs) fucking did it you know (laughs) and like it it was just it was a really it was a really big moment like in my life currently i really needed a win Mm -hmm. you know and um even though there's several like losses around it man i I look at this win that i got right there and i'm like what a moment yeah it's it's something to hang your hat on it's a stepping stone it is it is and so um uh, produce that, produce film. So anything production wise, I kind of do and stuff like that. And I don't want to just produce those guys. I I want to perform and write with those yeah. guys. But yeah. Um, so yeah, those are like the production things I do. So yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, you also have a uh, Intelligence and Noir. Right? I do. I have that. Yeah. I have that show too. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's it's funny that one. Like I'm. It's I, I go about getting guests for some reason much easier for for records on repeat then I do my own show uh cause I'll, I'm you know like I'll meet a person every once in a while and I'll be like hey you wanna be on my show and they're like yeah that's cool um but like like to to go to like if somebody would've told me like hey this guy from the toadies you should go talk to him he can be mm-hmm. on your show I'd be like nah he ain't got time for my show <laughs> yeah but, but she's like nah that motherfucker gonna be on my show <laughs> Uh, I wish I wish I could tell you kind of the, some of the stuff that she got in the works, but since it's since it's yeah. her baby, I'm not gonna let you know. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but she shoots her shot. Now I tell you, I've tried like her level of audacity, <laughs> and it doesn't work for me. Like I I messaged Shaq one time, <laughs> and never heard back from Shaq. Of course, right? And then Lil Nas X, uh, and and I, I messaged Lil Nas X because uh, Lil Nas X made a song that like really inspired me and so like i just really was like you know what i'm gonna shoot my shot see if he, yeah see if Lil Nas x will come on the show and so because i don't know if you heard the song star walking oh yeah but yeah mm-hmm. yeah that song should inspire dang there anybody yeah and so uh it, it was that song like i even put that song in my watch because well that's a different story but i put it in my watch and i listened to it a lot you know and so uh now I will tell you I host the B sides. We we uh we do um basically a post show. Right on records on, re- on repeat, yep. right? Yeah. And it's called the B sides. And so I host the B sides, but it's on Patreon. And so people don't hear the B sides. Right. Like it's you know, it's not on Spotify or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. And so and uh shit, man, some of those are long. Yeah. Yeah. Like you know, unless there's like a cutoff, like I know one of those is like, I know one of them is two hours, but I had, I cut it, I cut it in half. Oh yeah. 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 It's funny. Like when you just, you sit down and you start talking, you get, you know, 
invested in the conversation, you look down, it, it's two hours, three hours later. Yep. He was like, um, <laughs> luckily I had enough space on my hard drive. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Absolutely. You got to buy like the two, two fifty six. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to buy yeah. the two fifty six where it says like, you got like 300 hours. Yeah. In <laughs> that was so funny. Cause when I first started doing shows and production and stuff like that, like that's what I was, I was worried about because like my first ever episode was me doing comic-con coverage okay and so like it, and I, I listen to it now and i was like oh, it's so dorky i would <laughs> i would still do that though i like yeah. stuff like that yeah. but i was but i just listened to my that version of myself and i was like uh but um i i didn't know and that episode was maybe 15 20 minutes it wasn't mm -hmm. anything crazy uh and I was just like, I don't know how I'm going to get any kind of length of time. And then I had a buddy on to do a movie review with me. And that one was something like a two, maybe three hour episode. <laughs> and I was like, well, figured out how I'm going to do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah, it, 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 it was, uh, it was, it was a hill that was a lot a lot less harder to climb than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I feel like most people are like that. Even, even uh, you know, people that are a little more closed off, uh, especially if, if there's no camera. Like, if they know they're not being watched, mm -hmm. and they, they just feel like they're having a conversation. Yeah. You know, most people, they they will talk to other people. Mm -hmm. uh, maybe not in a public setting, but like in a, you know, intimate environment, just mm -hmm. like one-on-one. -on -one, people will, they'll... They'll talk your ear off. Yes, they will. <laughs> yes, they will. Uh, we we only ever had what I felt. I don't know. Like there was only one guest that was like the least talkative. Yeah, out of everybody. But everybody that's come on that show has like been super talkative. Also, and I said this shit today because we we uh, film uh, not filmed. We recorded an mm -hmm. episode today. Um, everybody that's been on that show, like if for nothing else, if somebody listens to that show, they can be like, everybody on this show sounds good. And I don't say that just cause I'm the guy that runs the <laughs> fucking sound. Like <laughs> they, they sound like they have voices that are made for microphones. Mm -hmm. Like, and I don't, I don't know if it's because we do a music podcast and everybody that's come on has either been right. like musically inclined or. Um, some kind of artistic, excuse me, some kind of artistically inclined. I don't, but like I hear them talk on the mic and like, I'm like, I'm doing sound checks and like, I'll be like, God, y'all sound so good. Like, <laughs> like we had, we had a girl on today and she just, her voice was incredible. Mm -hmm. You, and then um, in season one, cause we're, we're recording season two now. Uh, I think we got four in the can. Okay. And so, but in season one, we had uh, a lady named Car Car Carly Duminell. And Carly has almost the Emma Stone voice. Okay, a little raspy. Yeah, yeah. like a little harsh. Like, yeah, yeah. I was like, I, I, just read just read the instructions yeah. on, the, on the soap or read, something. Read through this dictionary for me? Yeah, <laughs> Like, I was like, God, it's such a good voice. And I, in the B-sides, I do tell her, though. That's, like, one of my favorite yeah. voices. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, and that's that's another thing is, like, um, when you, so I, I have them, like, not tell me, like, about, like, 
what they're going to do, mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then there's parts of me that like almost become fans of them. And so when it comes to my turn to talk, like I really have to like instantly dial it back because I don't want to be like, motherfucker, you the coolest. <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> that shit was crazy. You know, kind of thing. And so, uh, you know, I just, because I always mentally take my notes like as I'm mm-hmm. listening. Because it really like, I like, I, I get educated with the audience. Yeah. Like, that's why, like, I had them quit telling me, like, what albums they were going to do. And even the person, like, I don't even look up the people. Um, I always try to guess what they look like before they come in. <laughs> and I've gotten it wrong really every time. I think the only one that was close might have been Carly. She was the closest. Um, but everybody else was way off for me. Yeah. <laughs> way off. And, like, except for two, I knew two of them. Yeah. I knew two of them. And so, like, I obviously knew who I had, but, yeah, so. Yeah, that, that's the thing about, you know, what I, I try and do for this show. You know, I didn't want to, because my brother and, I, brother-in-law and I, we talked about, you know, maybe discussing, like, one topic for, you know, the podcast. That was what the podcast was about. Mm-hmm. But I was, I was just like, you know, we can do that. Um, it's just going to be such a niche thing that if we want a broader audience like maybe let's let's just hang out and talk you know yeah. just like talk about anything whatever comes to mind like yeah maybe maybe we have a topic or two that we want to discuss yeah um and that, that's co- kind of what i like about the episodes that we have so far is like we'll have that topic but then sometimes we go off on tangents and talk about other stuff uh for me that's that's a, a lot of like mental health stuff and everything mm-hmm. so, like, i went through my, my own shit um but the episode with panda uh, the third episode Mm-hmm. It um, it it was totally unplanned. We shot that directly after we shot the second episode. Okay. So we shot the second episode, and then Panda showed up, and we're like, "Let's just shoot another." No one. shit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so that's that behind the scenes yeah, shit. That's, that's cool, man. Behind the scenes. Yeah, I, w- I would have never guessed watching the episodes. Yeah, I, I put a sweatshirt on. That's why. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> yeah. But no, that that episode, um, you know, he's my cousin, but like I didn't know like he went to rehab, even though he like he was mm-hmm. an addict. Like I didn't know that. So I was learning stuff as well. Um uh, it, it's probably one of our most popular episodes, uh, because it it was like it was genuine and real. Yeah. Um and I, I see that that's that's what's attracting people. Um, like we talk about aliens and stuff, and like that's eh, not going to interest everybody. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched every episode though. Well, so, I appreciate yeah. that. I watched every episode. That. Yeah, and that, that's what I, I told my brother-in-law because like he he was almost a little skeptical about having doing the the panda episode, and we had already filmed it. And he's like, I don't know, maybe we should hold off. He's like, maybe maybe we just stick to one topic. And I was like, I don't think so. Like not not like I don't think so, but yeah, like <laughs> but, no, like I think we got it. Yeah. yeah, I was like, no, I I believe me, I've edited the episode. It's a great fucking episode. Yeah, and uh, I think you know, uh, just like you know, a, a lot of the bigger podcasts, like think of like the Joe Rogan podcast. Mm-hmm. They don't talk about the same thing every single one. Nah, absolutely like, not. And like sometimes, like yeah, some some people might be attracted to a certain episode, and then if they don't like the next next episode, that they don't have to listen to mm-hmm. it. You know, um, it it. I don't. I don't want to say that I, I'm not catering to the audience. Like, I, in some time, in some ways, I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, I 
I wanted to do this for, for me to, to be able to talk and talk yeah. about anything I wanted to, you know, Absolutely. or have anybody on the show that wanted to talk about anything. Excuse me. Speaking of. Yeah. TV head Jimmy. Where, okay. I, I don't think I've ever asked you, where, where was that derived from? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Easy, easy answer. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so when I was in college... Uh, me and another guy linked up to do music, and um, he was well. First, he was he was a radio DJ for the university. Okay. And so he asked us. He asked me and some other guys to come on and just do like. So me and some other guys used well. They used to sit outside of the dorms or even in the dorms wherever they could, and they would just make up music right there on the spot. Oh, nice. <clears throat> and we were on the track team together, and. One day he lumbered by because he's a really big guy. So he lumbers by and he was like, y'all should come do that on the radio. And it was really as simple as that. And so everybody was like, all right, cool. And so they spent all week beating their chest, talking about like how they're going to be on the radio. They're telling everybody <laughs> that'll listen. And I remember... Like at the time, like I'd never, I was, I was just a kid from Amarillo. Mm -hmm. Like you, I go to college with guys from Atlanta and these places in Florida, like Fort Lauderdale and Miami, Florida and yeah. stuff like that. And so it was these guys from, you know, these places and, and like, I used to sit back and kind of marvel at the, the fact that they would just do this. And so I, but some part of me, I knew I wanted it. And so I would go to my room and I would secretly write music and stuff like that and so the day comes we finally go to the uh to the sh to the show mm -hmm. and um he, he he kind of tells us the setup and he's like all right i'm going to do a few songs and then what i'm going to do is i'm going to cut because this was on like a tuesday and so um he he had he had his his show was called turntable tuesdays and so there's just a part where he just does like you know he he just yeah. he was old school djs the vinyl everything you nice. know and so um he was like you know i'm going to play a few records and then i'm going to cut into the instrumentals and whenever you're ready y'all just cut in and I was, we were like okay cool or they were like okay cool and so but there's 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 a thing that when people get in front of this mm -hmm. you freeze yeah you freeze it, it'll turn the 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 biggest man into ant like it, it turn it turn it, it it takes everything out of you, mm -hmm. and uh it, it and it, it it did that and like all these guys who who were good, like none of them had anything to say and so like I remember it was just like a movie, like so he's scratching, and uh, he switches over, and he switches to an instrumental that is roughly, excuse me, in the same timing that that i wrote a song to oh nice and so it like i was like oh shit is it dun, 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 yeah dun, yeah yeah it was, yeah, it was, <laughs> it was my eight miles like yeah. oh this is my mom shit <laughs> right and so um i i like stroll up to the mic and i become uncharacter realistic uncharacter uncharacteristically yeah uncharacteristically not myself mm -hmm. and i'm like yelling at him i'm like yo what's up it's you man you know 
And then I, I, I launch and I launch into it and like they're in the background going crazy. They're going crazy in the background. But I and I've always told people this, it's like I don't think it was because my first rhymes I ever wrote were that dope. <laughs> I just think they were so used to me not because I never I've never rap I never rapped in front of them. Okay. As much as we went out and did it mm-hmm. all the time. I just I just liked being around it. And so um they was like, oh <laughs> and so um he kept inviting us back, and eventually I was the only one left. Then I started hosting the show with him. Then we eventually do music together. So he was DJ Boog. Okay. Was his name. Uh, and then he just ends up going by Boog. And I used to change names, like, every week because I thought it was funny. Like, one time <laughs> one time I put my headphones on, but I put one, like, over my... Like, I, I put them like yeah, this, and so, yeah. one was, and one, I, so I said my name was DJ R. <laughs> And then I had I had my hair I had longer hair than I have now, and I said like one time I had it in the big fro and I put the and you know headphones on I had the big thing and I said I was DJ Afro Thunder that day, <laughs> and then uh, so my family calls me Deuce and so one day I called myself El Duce, nice. and uh, yeah and but that was the one I went back to I went back to campus and everybody was like El Duce. <laughs> And like that's how I knew, like okay, that's the name that's over. So then I just went by Deuce, and then I went by Deuce, aka the Lost Prophet Third Eye, which was a whole mouthful. <laughs> but then like people started started calling me Third Eye, and so I, we 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 performed music like even out of school, we performed music for a while, mm-hmm. uh, and we performed at a few different venues around Kansas and some other states and stuff like that. Um, then I came back here and I wanted to work on a project that was different than hip hop. I wanted to do like electronic and almost like EDM style yeah. music. And so I, I wanted to, I wanted people to know it was me, but when you hear Third Eye, you expect like hip hop music. And when you hear whatever it was going to be, right. you heard that music. <clears throat> and so I was like, okay, well, what's the playoff of Third Eye? What, what? And so I thought about it and it was... Um, when you have a third eye, you can see visions, you receive visions through your third eye, but you can also project visions from your third eye. If you project visions from your third eye, you have a TV head. Okay. And so that was the joke with TV head. And then the Jimmy, somebody else, so I was telling somebody about about this, this this kind of epiphany that I had. And I said, you know, so I, I'm TV head. And they kind of said, like, TV head, Jimmy, because they were trying to figure out what the J would be for because it was still TJ. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so they were like, TV head, Jimmy. And I don't know why, but I thought that shit was hilarious. <laughs> and I'm sure it was only like three minutes, but I feel like I laughed at this shit for like 15 minutes. And then, <laughs> and then I was like, no, but seriously, I'm TV head, Jimmy. Now. <laughs> nice. And so that's that's how I got the TV head, Jimmy. Nice. Yeah, I've never heard that story. Yep. That's awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one thing I wanted to talk about with you, uh, you know, I I don't you knew me before I moved to LA. Mm-hmm. Um and obviously you know me now. Um I wanted to get your opinion. Do you think do you see a difference in those two people? Yeah, sure. Um I it would be I would be a little heartbroken if I didn't, honestly. Um, cause there's people that I, I do also know from that same period of time mm-hmm. that I thought I saw the growth in. There's definitely, here's what I'll say this. Um, so do I see change? Yes. 
but I, I see growth as well. Okay. Because I think there's a difference. Like, change doesn't mean growth. Right. Yeah. Right? Because there's people that I know from that same period of time that I've seen change in, but I haven't seen growth in. Yeah. It's like you can you can go a week without showering, change clothes, but you're still the dirty ass yep. bitch that you were 10 minutes ago. <laughs> yep. And so, um, and I, I don't think I would have been life-threateningly disappointed, but um, I, I've, I have been disappointed in them because I always thought like, we, you know, I guess when you think you and some other people are cut from kind of a similar cloth, yeah. you know, or like, you know, like, no, I remember we kind of came up though. And we remember we was couch surfing and we, mm-hmm. you know, like, I, like, how did, how did you not keep that humility about you? Yeah. Like kind of thing. And so, but yes, yes, I do. All right. Yeah. Well, I, one, I appreciate that. Um, and you know, you, you were, um, you were one of the only people that like of a handful of people I kept in contact with from, from when I, I moved out there. Uh, cause I, I remember, you know, every now and then we, like, we didn't talk all the time, mm-hmm. but like we, we talked every now and then. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, it was like, I won't lie. Whenever I was deciding to move back last year, <laughs> One thing I was I was really afraid of was like I had built this community out there of like really genuine people, um, like really creative people. Which they and say it's hard to do in LA. It is. It like it, especially it when is. you said genuine because they yeah, say pe- yeah. they say people are flaky. Yes. Oh, so much so. Yeah. So they say people so. flaky. I've never been out there, so I can't call it. But no, it, it it's definitely like it's when you find that friend or a group of friends that you like and like to be around. Mm-hmm. Uh, but not only that, just like work with and like create with like, it's, you know, it's a, almost kind of a once in a lifetime kind of thing out there. Cause like, yeah. you know, you meet so many people, it's just so many people out there and everyone's doing similar things. Um, but they, it, it can be a, a very hard place to build genuine friendships uh, because, you know, everyone's out there for themselves and, you know, rightfully so everyone's That's fair, yeah. Yeah, pursuing a dream. So, you know, to each their own, um, but you know, still, you want that community. Like everyone wants that, you know, not necessarily safety net, but like that support group, I guess. Um, but you were you were one of the only people from back here that, like we we didn't even know really know each other that long. It was from right. it was maybe a two three years. That's about right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know. Like I've always. I feel lucky in that I've I've been able to find really genuine people and become friends with them, and I, I consider you one of those people. Like I, I think you're one of the most genuine people out there, and like that's why I like being around you, talking talking with you. Uh, you know, I eventually want to help create stuff with you. Absolutely. Um, but it 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 made me feel so good to have something back here because that, that was a, something I was afraid of moving back here. It's like, I'm going to lose everything that I, I've built out there and like yeah. this community and I'm not going to be able to, to create back in Amarillo. Uh, but it, it excited me that I knew you were still here doing your thing. And um, so it, it gave me hope in a sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you for that. Yeah. Like, they, thank you for holding down the, the fort over here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think I could have done any differently. You know, I, I, it's, it's what I've always wanted to see and, 
be a part of and do you know yeah so. yeah like la- last episode i was talking about um you know the writers and actors strike yeah, going absolutely. on right now um and how it, it can be easier for other people to say you know just go do something else but i i feel like like we as creative people we think differently than that like it, it's it's not something that we just can't do yeah like i i, I get depressed when i i don't like release my creativity and like do something creative like I get depressed and it's like, then I just don't want to do anything. I'm just like, just it's leave. bad news. Yeah. Yeah. It sucks. Um, but to that point there was, you made this video that, um, I feel everybody should see, um, Okay, but I, I want you, if you, if you would elaborate a little bit, you, in the video, you said, you know, like, like you mentioned earlier, you've, you've had some losses recently. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was one particular day you posted this video and you said, today I showed up for myself. <laughs> yeah. Like, if, if you could elaborate it okay. on, on what you, that you was. You want to hear that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. I, I, I sh- So, when when you've taken several losses, um, it's... For me, I can't. I can't speak to for everybody, yeah. but 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 I but I will kind of speak. I I am going to kind of speak in the general term because I mm-hmm. feel it's more than just me that feels like this. Definitely. I, so, um, when you've taken uh, quite a few losses in a row, um, you look for you almost look for a win anywhere you can take it. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing: like, it only might look like a win, but it it might not necessarily be a win, and it might be another loss that kind of sets you up for losses down the right. road. Um, and so I, I, I dodged it essentially because like, I didn't, I didn't go down kind of the, like that despair spiral. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah. So the scenario uh, to, to kind of put it out there was um, I was approached by somebody who, uh, who took something from me, you know, um, uh, quite a few things from me and they, but they, they don't know that I feel that way about them, which is, which is a rare thing mm-hmm. for me <laughs> because usually like if I feel some kind of way, but like, unless like, unless it's just like, this part of me sometimes that feels like, you know, like you ain't even worth the bother. Right. Um, but most of the time, like if I feel some kind of way about something, like I, I just address it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this person doesn't know like that. I feel like that about them. Um, but so they wanted to kind of like come back into my life and be cool. And um, like, I, I, I'm missing a lot of pieces as far as like people. Mm hmm and stuff like that and um there was a part of me that partially considered it you know and it would have it would have broken the monotony of being lonely right you know uh it would have it would have broken silence you know because i i sit to myself a lot so um part of that was like i I went out and i've been going out a lot more lately but Mm -hmm. it's it's in the name of self-preservation yeah it isn't it isn't because i like going out Sure, but it wasn't in the the name of going out. Yeah, have, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, and having a good time. Yeah, it was it was in the name of self preservation, uh, and and not kind of sitting in my own silence. Mm-hmm. And so I was out, and that person just happened to be out, 
And so uh, I was like, mm, okay, you know. And so, but there was one point in the night where like this version of me, like this is me. And then like the version of me that I was hoping would come was like, it was like, nah, keep it moving, buddy. And so like I, I did it, you know, I did it. And here's the thing is like, I feel like if I'd have let that person back into my life, it would have hurt me in the future, but it would also hurt future relationships that I, that I really actually care about. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like I, I know for me personally that that person can't be trusted mm -hmm. and I shouldn't trust them just because I'm lonely. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so like, that was it. Like I showed up for myself and I didn't cause any more damage to myself, you know? And I'm really hoping that that small, that small bet pays off. <laughs> yeah. You know? So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's what it was. Um, yeah, and maybe 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 I'll uh, come to my. I won't say the person's name. Yeah. yeah but but maybe to. I'll maybe as we talk, I'll come to mind and tell you what that person did to me as we okay. as we kind of discuss further. But yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> yeah I, I um when I saw that, I, you know, I, I think showing up for yourself can mean so many different things. Mm -hmm. um, and I was I was interested to to know a little bit more, and so thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. Um, but like, I, I feel because I, you know, I, I've been depressed a lot, you know, I was suicidal yeah. for a little while. Um, and there are times where, you know, I wish I would have showed up for myself. Yeah. It's like when, when you get in those, those deep moments, like it, it feels like the world's against you and nobody loves you. And like, you start to dwell in it and mm -hmm. you want to be in it almost like at least you always feel like you deserve to yes, be in it yes exactly. it's, it's not that you want to be yeah, in it, but yeah, you feel like yeah, you deserve you feel, to be yeah, in it yeah deserve, um and like that that's that's been a recurring thing in, in my life is i i've always had this inferiority complex like I, i've always felt like i've never been good enough mm -hmm. um you know from like certain certain things with my dad or whatever like i i would do everything that everybody asked me to do and it still wasn't good enough. Yes. Just like, you know, what, 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 what do I need to do for you to love me or, yeah. or to make you happy? Absolutely. <laughs> and it's like, um, Hey, I, I wish I, I, I wish I could go and talk to my younger self and just like slap the shit out of me. If we had only known, but they, what do they say? You don't know what you don't yeah, know. Like, yeah, yeah, true. True. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like the, it, one, when, when I heard that story, uh, from, from that video you posted it reminded me of this story in my life uh you know growing up i i was a pretty fat kid like i was really really chubby it, it was okay. weird like i when i was pretty young i was like super skinny like flag football i was a quarterback i was running around just like yeah. they were like hey uh if you don't see anybody open just just run the just ball run it, yeah and i would go out i wouldn't even look i'd just take off <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, what nobody <laughs> yeah. yes i gotta run again <laughs> Yeah, but then like a few years later, I just blew up. Like I went, I went from you know going flag football to padded football, tackle football. I went from being a quarterback to being an offensive lineman. Okay, I had grown wider that much, um, <laughs> uh, and and that that was kind of like elementary, middle school. Uh, but then like in like the second year of middle school, played football. You know, and I had the same coach from. Uh, in like my first padded football 
and um, he, I don't know, he was such a good dude. Like he was, he was just one of those guys that, like, he was a genuine guy. Like, I was I, to say, a genuine yeah, dude. Yeah, he was a genuine dude, and like he, he, he was a great coach. Uh, he, he, f- not necessarily forced me, but he he told me that I was gonna be running track. Yeah, and I was like, all right. He's like, all right, you're gonna be in the mile. And I was like, I was this fat kid. I was like, <laughs> I was like, all right, coach. <laughs> even, even you saying that now, like as a race, anyways, uh, continue. Yeah, it was. I I remember like practicing, you know, just running around the football field, just like hunching over, throwing up, uh, and then like the day of the first track meet, uh, you know, I wasn't ready whatsoever. Like I I. I think I hadn't even finished a mile in practice. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, uh, you know, most of the day I'm just sitting out on the field with my friends hanging out. And then like towards the latter part of the day, it was the, the mile. And, uh, so I go up to the pack and like, they shoot the gun and I'm with the pack for like the first, like maybe hundred yards. And then they, they just take off and I'm, I'm just sitting back there just, uh, you know, just jogging as fast as I can. And I got lapped multiple times. Like I, it came down to just me on the track and I was taking so long that they were, the next race was a hurdle. So mm-hmm. they were setting up the hurdles mm-hmm. and they, they go over the intercom and they're like, um, all the rest of the racers, please move to the inside track. And I was like, man, I'm the only one. Like <laughs> You got to call me out like that. <laughs> uh, but to, to my point to, to your videos showing up for yourself, there yeah. was a moment where I was coming around that last curve I don't know what it was. Uh, it was, you know, it was me showing up for myself. I decided to put everything out there, everything else I had left. Mm-hmm. And so I sprinted the last hundred yards and like, I, I start to see out of the corner of my eye, people like getting up and cheering. My coach was on the inside of the field. He was running with me down the track and, uh, you know, I crossed the finish line and I just collapsed and a coach from another team came and picked me up, and like he shook my hands, like that was one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Yeah, and it, it, it that for me was like me showing up for me. It for was, myself. yeah, it absolutely was. And uh, so, like I, 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 that's why I connected with that story so much, and I wanted to talk about it. Uh, I, I, I think it's important for people to show up for themselves. Yeah, you know, and I, <clears throat> so using using you as still the analogy there. I mean, I know for it's for you it's a real story, but if we even if we just turn that to an analogy, right? So, it, like that that fight at the end after all of that, and and even like the optics that you give about like the world or the the track meet kind of around you, continuing to move on while you're still like, mm-hmm. look, I'm still out here doing this. I'm still out here just trying to trying to run my race yeah you know and everything is changing and it's shifting around you and uh you know you're trying to to do what you can do and people are asking you to move over and everything like that and that's i think that's very much the way like this kind of works when you're in those places yeah you know like and it's all you you feel like even that that's the feeling like nobody has time for your shit right you know what i mean um but and then so like comes this moment where you show up for yourself and you're like look i don't know how much i got left i don't know what i got left but i gotta i gotta do something Mm -hmm. i gotta i gotta show up yeah and so you do and what you don't realize and i i think what people don't realize is even though there are people 
you know, uh, largely there's there's this thing of like the don't care, but there are people watching, and yeah. there are people like, you know, hoping that you show up, and they're watching you, and they're wanting to see what you're made out of, and mm. and and in and in your case, like, there's no way they can help you. You had to help yourself yeah. in that moment. Now, me, sometimes I am screaming out for help. Like, motherfuckers, I need help. Like, <laughs> help me. Shit, somebody jump in. <laughs> but in some cases, maybe somebody can't, but they're watching you to, to like, sit. and like you said, the moment that you collapsed and somebody immediately grabbed you mm-hmm. and, like, you know, came and, you know, now now you've ran to a place or you finally made it to a place where somebody can jump in. Yeah. And they'd be like, hey, you made it. And that was, that. hey, I know that shit looked, that shit, it didn't look great. It, and it looked hard for you, but that shit was, that shit was hard. You know yeah. what I mean? You know, and it was, um, I don't know if you ever, as, you, as you're kind of telling this, I imagine um, the, uh, I don't know if you ever watched the Stars series Spartacus. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because um, there's those moments where like, when when um, a gladiator will show heart, like they completely get their ass kicked by like Crixus or Spartacus mm-hmm. in in training or whatever, but they keep getting back up and eventually all the other guys like do the shield pound yeah. thing or whatever to them. You know, uh, I think that definitely happened in what, like near the end of season one yeah. or something like that. Uh, especially with the two brothers, I think that was yeah. one of the things. Um, and so, yeah, I, I feel like that is a great story when you talk about showing up for yourself yeah 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 it, it yeah it, it it falls in line with what you're saying earlier it's like you have these losses around you but <clears throat> if you could find some way to show up for yourself uh like i i've learned that like the the energy you put out it will be reciprocated to you in some way so it's like you know you, you said you're you're hoping that that one thing that you did is going to pay off in the future. And I, I think it will. Yeah. Um, you know, cause like I've, unfortunately I don't have the best relationship with my dad. I had, I had to kind of cut him out of my life. Cause mm-hmm. like he, he was one of those people that I just knew would, would bring me back or keep me stagnant. Yeah. It, it wouldn't have, if I, I I'm sure if I would have still been talking to him before, I moved to LA. I probably wouldn't have moved to LA. Okay. And uh, moving to LA was, I think, one of the best things I've ever done. It's one of I, the hardest things I've ever done. Yeah. But it, it was one of the best things I've ever done. I'd probably agree with you. I've I've known, I've known a few people, then mm, a handful, that I can name, um, because it would be you, Steve, Skyler, Wes. Colleen and um, I feel like y'all have all been the better for it yeah yeah I, I <clears throat> that, that's why I asked you like if you saw a change of, mm-hmm. from, of me from back then till now because okay. I, I, I definitely feel different I, I feel like I'm not I'm, I'm a completely different person than who I was uh, like I, I never I was always the quiet person like I never used to talk and like going out there I gained so much confidence in myself. Like I, I still struggle with confidence in myself. Um, you know, I've gone, gone to therapy and, uh, it's funny. Like I, I was talking to my therapist one time and, uh, we were talking about work and I, I, I mentioned that I, I felt like I never, I've, I haven't been paid what I feel like I'm worth. 
And she's like, I want you to say Shit, that again. Child. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's I'm kind of anyways, continue. I because I want to hear this. Go. Yeah, she was like, I want you to say that again. I was like, what? She's like, you just said that you feel like you've never been paid what you're worth. Like, I want you 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 high, you hold yourself in a higher regard for work than you do in your own personal life. And you need to start to apply that to your personal life to because you, okay. you, you are one and the same. Um and for me, it it it, it was kind of from my upbringing. It's like I, I've always held work because like you know I was told young is like get a job. So I got a job. Mm-hmm. And I became a really good worker. And it was like you're working too much. And it's like you told me to get a job. <laughs> so- <laughs> hey, same Denzel Washington point hands. Same exact story. <laughs> yeah. Same exact story. Um, yeah, I, I've all, I always thought it was so weird. So we don't have to compare note for notes, but uh, like, so yeah, it was. I, I attach a lot of my self worth to at least the monetization of myself, which I guess is a kind of a self worth. Yeah. Um, to um, my work ethic. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I'm kind of going through that now because I I am, um, you know, looking for other like means of work. Mm-hmm. But I look at like some of the things that like people want, and then what they want to pay versus what they want, and I'm like, it's not enough. Yeah, it's not enough because like my last corporate job that I had, I was uh, delivering for Lowe's. Mm-hmm. You know, I was I was <laughs> delivering anything, sheetrock. Yeah, actual rocks. <laughs> <laughs> I, we've delivered actual Pepsi, uh, like uh, just a liter of Pepsi. Uh, delivered uh, detergent and delivered uh, a Slim Jim, which we thought was funny. <laughs> which makes that like something like a sixty dollars Slim Jim. Jeez. Yeah, because like so like if you pay X amount or if you buy like an appliance, like the mm. delivery is free you know, at that point. But like under a certain thing, like you pay, you pay, I think deliveries are like $60 or at least it was. And so like, yeah. And so like somebody wanted us just to live detergent. And here's the thing, like I'm not so ableist where I wouldn't think like for somebody that's more convenient than them getting out to get it. Right. Because at that time, this was, um, I wasn't working there forever, but it was it was just pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so, like, not everybody was doing, like, deliveries like they are oh, now. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, like, now we look at it and be like, they could have just had, like, a, I don't know, like a, they have the Walmart Spark people, but I'm trying to, like, the, I'm trying to think of one of those people that go shop for you, one of those apps. Oh, yeah, like, uh, Instacart. There you like, go, yeah, an Instacart. That's yeah, the one I'm trying to think yeah. of. Right? And so... It was, it was, it wasn't like that. And so for some people, I, I get the convenience of that. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I, I wouldn't have done it, but I'm not that person. Yeah. But I say all that to say, like, th- those are joking things, but like the, like, they couldn't have paid me for the time I lost with actual people. Um, the time I lost, even just my time, um, the, wear and tear on it that, that it does to your bodies and joints and your body and your joints and mm-hmm. stuff like that um and like after doing that i know especially if you want physical labor out of me um you you're gonna have to pay more yeah you're gonna have to pay more you know um 
And so, yeah, I completely agree. And so, like, I was taught, like, always work and always even try to be the best at working. But I was never taught how to take time off. Like, yeah. when I look back at my family, we didn't we didn't travel for shit. Mm-hmm. Like, I can, there's, there's, between me and my sisters, there's one, like, vacation that we remember. Like, we went and visited family, but, like, yeah. a va- doing a vacation thing, like, there's one that re- we remember. And um, we even have, like, little home videos of it. But, like, my mother was a teacher and my father was in the military. And so, like, I I don't remember days off. And so, like, that's kind of how. I, and now, now that they get old, all of a sudden they get they got the nerve to tell me, like, you need to take time off. Yeah. Like, take time to take care of yourself. <laughs> and I'm like, motherfucker, that wasn't part of the lesson plan. Yeah. So I don't know what you're talking about. That was not... That was not in the <laughs> syllabus. I don't, I don't remember none of this shit. Like, you know what I mean? So no, I, I got here, shut up, I'm working nights. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Weekends if I need to. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so yeah. And then close the door. I'm not trying to air condition the whole neighborhood. Yep. <laughs> right, right down there. And so, yeah, that's, I, I got that same kind of whatever that was, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it it makes it tough now because like you know I I did miss my family when I was living out there, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I, I sacrificed a lot of time with them, um, which I I don't think they fully understand why I was doing it, um, and it's hard for me to explain. Like I, I feel like you might understand um, it. Like I said, creative people just think think differently, and it, it's like I needed to be out there. Mm-hmm. It, it, it was something I, I felt like deep down in me that I needed, and it it was great. You know, I got to experience a lot. I got to learn a lot. Like I failed a lot, and but I learned from those failures, and um, I hope I hope they don't hold it against me now. I don't know. I, I don't think they do, but. I hope that they wouldn't. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was just doing what I felt I needed to do. And I, I it was weird when, once I moved out of Amarillo, I, I realized how much of a bubble Amarillo is. And um, I, I, I wish more people got the chance to experience life outside of here. Um, because I, I'm not saying living in Amarillo is bad, but to, to experience a different lifestyle or culture yep. or whatever it it can be eye-opening i and think i think that part is important though yeah yeah like i i had my eyes open to so many different things you know because like la is such a big place like it's it's a melting pot like you go a couple miles this way you're in little armenia and then you go to like little tokyo like, k-town yeah, yeah k-town like, absolutely and it's all super authentic too like I had some of the craziest food in like I, I I know I know I can't even imagine. Like I'm already mad talking though San Diego was dope, but I do love San Diego. That I, yeah, I I've been to San Diego, but I haven't Yeah, you know. I will say if I ever do move back to California, it'll probably be San Diego. Yeah. Like I love San Diego. San Diego's just beautiful. A lot of LA can be ugly and dirty. Like I, I avoided Hollywood like the plague. That's what they say though. Yeah, they say Hollywood is dirty than what you would imagine. Yeah, it's super dirty and like Hollywood Boulevards, like if if I didn't have to ever have to go back there in my life, I wouldn't. 
Because like you're getting hounded by the uh, street performers. Yeah. Um, and you know it's very touristy, so there's a shit ton of people all the time, and there's nowhere to park. And when you do park, it's in a lot that costs thirty dollars. <laughs> so I, I avoided Hollywood as much as possible. Um, but like it, there's so many different places and I think like, that's the thing about LA. It, it's such a big place that you can go to another part of the city and feel like you're in a different city. Like you go downtown, it feels like you're in New York because like, you have the skyscrapers and everything. Then you go to, you know, Santa Monica, you have the beach, you go to Malibu, it's a completely different beach. It's it, like, it's different. Like you yeah. have hiking, you can drive up to wine country, you can drive an hour to Mount Baldy, super cheap lift tickets to go snowboarding or skiing you're not too far from vegas either are you no no i, I went to ba- vegas multiple times okay i've never even been to vegas really yeah oh yeah my traveling is shit man so <laughs> earlier you told me you never used a koozie yeah <laughs> i never used a koozie that's true <laughs> so you, you never used a koozie uh-huh. you've never been to vegas yeah not once not even not even really that close i don't think Really? Yeah. Yeah, I, I the first time I went to Vegas, it was on my 26th birthday. Okay. Yeah, I was with some... Uh, my birthday falls around Thanksgiving. Um, so I think my birthday happened to be the Friday after Thanksgiving this year. Uh, now, I, most of the time I would spend Thanksgiving in L.A. and then I would come to Amarillo for Christmas. Uh, so I would go over to some friend's place uh, for Thanksgiving. And uh, we were we were talking on Thanksgiving night... Uh, we'd eaten, you know, we're just hanging out, watching TV, chilling. And, uh, I guess like the topic of Vegas came up. Uh, I was like, oh yeah, I've never been to Vegas before. Right then there was like Luxor book a room. We drove there that night, stayed there until Sunday. It was a good time. That's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah. I always tell people, I don't know. I don't know what to like when I say, I don't know what to expect from Vegas. I mean, for me, I don't, I don't (laughs) care what Vegas has to throw at me. I don't know how I'm going to react to it, but, but that's like the beauty of it. Like, like, I'm like, Hey man, I just so you y'all DD me. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah, I was talking with Joe on the last episode. I was like, um, and one of our cousins texted us after the episode aired and he was like, yeah, y'all right. You got to have a plan. And that's the thing is like, you can go to Vegas without a plan, but, you end up doing so much walking. It's so fucking hot. Okay. Like when we were there last a uh, couple of years ago in July, it was like 105 degrees, and we're walking up and down the strip, just dripping in sweat. Yeah, I'm just like, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I, I I text my cousin back. I was like, Yeah, I want to, you know, maybe catch a show one night. Like they they just built that big big ass orb. Have you seen pictures? Of that? The, yeah, they put the eye in the baseball yeah, and like all kinds the, of stuff on David there. David Lynch's he made a movie specifically for that. Oh, okay. Like, and you can buy tickets of like 60 bucks a ticket. Uh, one of my coworkers is going there in, in November, I think. Uh, so, so they like, just project it all over the whole dome. Yeah. So like it inside you, there are seats and it, it, yeah, it's like a 360 projection. That's cool. Yeah. Like and a planetarium I, I, kind of setup. Yeah. And I think there's yeah. an orchestra down at the bottom too. Okay. Yeah. It, That's cool. It'd be awesome. Uh, so I, I say like, you know, have a day, catch a show or two. Um, have a day where you rent a cabana at one of the nice pools. So you have this nice pool day, you know, your own cabana. Yeah. Just like mingling with other people. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then have some places you want to go eat. Cause like there are some, there are some really good best friends. Like we talked about on the last episode, best friends is 
amazing. Like it was this uh, Korean chef that started in L.A. with a food truck. He had Korean uh, street tacos. Okay. Uh, but then he made best friends. And I want to say it's at Park MGM. But amazing fucking food. Like kimchi fried rice. Like this form of like teriyaki chicken. He had the, the tacos on the, the chef menu. Uh, it was so good. Uh, but then and then just like on the downtime, you know, sp- spend some time in the casino. Like okay. it, it's easy to spend so much money in the casino because like you sit there and like at, when you're you're gambling, they they'll bring you free drinks. Yeah. Like the girls will come in just like take your order and bring you a free drink as long as you're gambling. Yeah, because you're you're essentially just giving the house money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you've earned you've earned those free <laughs> yeah. drinks. Yeah, yeah. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, once you like just keep walking around and everything, it. You get tired, and then you're just like, man, I don't want to do anything tomorrow. It's like, no, let's go to the pool, or let's do whatever. But like, as long as you have like a plan or a few things you want to do, like, I think that's the way to go. Okay. Yeah, and I say two to three days max. Like people that go for a week, I'm just like, what is wrong? Who hurt you? <laughs> I, I would, I would probably like to do like four. Yeah. I could, I could see myself doing four days in something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I feel like I give everything like so my my one of my maybe my first big like out like adventure thing was like going to Comic Con. Like okay. I, I have a I have a homegirl and we're kind of her comic book entourage kind of thing. And so uh she one year was like, Y'all wanna go to Comic Con? And I was like, Yeah <laughs> And like like, there's all Comic-Cons, but when people say you want to go to Comic-Con, they're talking about San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah. That's what they're talking about. Oh, yeah. Um, because there's New York, Dallas, like, mm-hmm. but San Diego's Comic-Con. Yeah, when you say Comic-Con, it's San Diego. It's San Diego. Yeah. And so I was like, sure. And so um, we went, and she got us, uh, like, basically press passes. And so... Like we got there on like a Wednesday or something like that. And so for everybody else, Comic-Con is I think Friday, Saturday, Mm. Sunday or something like that. But for us, it was something like even kind of late Wednesday, but it was like Wednesday, Thursday, because nobody was there except for like exclusive people. And then Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And so, and with our passes, we just got in everywhere. And what I tell people about, I, I say a similar thing about, comic-con versus you know based on like my first experience with it Mm -hmm. and it's like you don't know you have to have a plan (laughs) but you do because like even getting across the convention floor like if you just walk across the convention floor like yeah you'll make it from one end to the other but like if you just stop and see everything and try Mm -hmm. everything and and take pictures with everybody and kind of do what you want to do like it'll take you forever like you might make it across in a day yeah. But like it, there's just so much to do and it's so big. And then um in in the middle of making it, they'll be had like, oh, we're doing the panel in Hall H, which is like I think one of the more yeah. famous halls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh Hall H or you know, this hall or this hall. You know, and so like you'd be like, Well, I gotta I gotta show up and get in line for four hours, you know, like <laughs> and so and then there's food. And, and going to the different places and then some restaurants transform into like things from Comic-Con. Okay. So there's one that turns itself into like Eureka and there's another oh, one that nice. turns itself into, yeah. 
you know, and then there's people performing downtown. You know, I think uh, my first year there, um, me and my buddy were walking downtown. I think we were looking for pizza, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken. And David Hasselhoff all of a sudden starts performing in the middle of downtown. <laughs> nice. And it was just the weirdest shit ever. But I was just like, what? <laughs> and so it was cool, though. Yeah. It was cool, yeah. Yeah, so, but yeah, you, you so I get that. So based off the Comic-Con, like, model, I would go four. Yeah. But... But you said, but you said three, so that's not like a stretch, you know. No, what I mean? Yeah, yeah not, that's not, not a stretch. At all. Yeah, yeah. If, if you go like the six, seven days, <laughs> yeah. Like I don't know, they they're either on copious amounts of cocaine, <laughs> or they they're doing speed or something. I don't know. Like Fair I play, and may, maybe maybe that's just uh, maybe that's me that I just go too hard on. <laughs> Like I said, I don't I don't know what to expect out of myself if I go to Vegas. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, I uh unfortunately I never got to go to Comic-Con. Um there was one point where I don't know if I ever told you I was I was almost the Red Power Ranger. I think we've only lightly discussed this. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so uh when I was uh you know doing the acting thing I went on this, I, I had gotten this manager, and um, I went on this audition, and it was for Power Rangers. Uh, it was the TV show, not the movie. It was mm-hmm. right before they they made the movie, um, but it was for the TV show, and uh, at this at that time, it was airing on Nickelodeon. Okay. Um, so I, I went and did the audition, and um, you know, I, I thought it went well. Uh, I left. I felt good about it. I called my manager up. I was like, "Yeah, I think it went went pretty well." She's like, "All right, I'll I'll wait to hear from the casting director or the casting office." I didn't hear anything. I was like, "All right, I didn't get it," you know. And like that that's the thing when you go on so many auditions, it's like you might really want something, but it's like you just got to let it go and just like move on to the next one. Yeah. Because I, I think it was like my second audition of the day, so I was like, "All right, I have to." This was in. Luckily, that one was super close. It was uh. I was living in North Hollywood, and it was um, in Burbank, so it was mm-hmm. not that far of a drive. But then after that, I had an audition in Santa Monica, <laughs> which is uh, it's funny. It it's not that long of a distance, like actually. This is what I was gonna ask, yeah. But it would take during rush hour maybe an hour or two. Like if you get on the four hundred five, God, that thing was always a parking lot. That's that's no the, matter what time of day it was. That's the Hall H. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's the one people know when they yeah when they yeah. talk about LA traffic. People talk about the four hundred five. Oh, it's horrible. I <laughs> I'll, I'll tell another story, <laughs> but um, uh, so like I, I had this other audition. I, I just forgot about that audition for for the time being. You know, I, it was still on my mind, but I was doing this other audition. Um. I didn't hear anything back, you know, it was a week passed, two weeks passed, and it's like, at this point, it's a year later, and it's not even on my mind anymore. My manager calls me up. He's like, hey, they want to bring you back for Power Rangers. I was like, that was a year ago. <laughs> she was like, yeah, uh, I guess. Um, so apparently, you know, Nick Saban, who originally yeah, created... Yeah, the guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he originally created the Power Rangers. He, it, it was this, like, they bought the rights back from Nickelodeon. So they, there was this whole process that they had to go through and everything. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, they want to bring you back. 
I was like, fuck yeah, let's go. So uh, at the time, I, I was I was in much better shape, and <laughs> you know, at that time, I was I was working out like probably four hours a day. Like I was doing, you remember those workouts called Insanity? Mm-hmm. I I would do that as soon as I woke up. You know, it was about forty five minutes to hour, maybe sometimes an hour and a half, and then go to the gym directly after that yeah. for a few hours. Uh, so I was. I look back at pictures and I don't I don't even recognize myself. I, I'm like, who who was that guy? Like, why can't I be that guy now? <laughs> but um, so I was I was I was feeling myself back then. Yeah. Uh, maybe maybe not so much. Like I I've never really felt myself. Like, but a little more. Just the yeah, most. Yeah, 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 yeah probably yeah. the most. If yeah, you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, I I I go to the audition and it's the same casting director from a year ago. And as soon as I walk in, like, I've never had this happen with any other casting director. I walk in, she's like, oh, my God, I'm so glad you're here. It was like, I'm I'm so glad you remember me. <laughs> I, was like, I, I, I didn't think I made that much of an impression, but she's like, oh, my, I, I think you're perfect for this. And I was like, fuck, yeah. I'm like, I feel really good about this. Um, and so I do the audition, and she's like, I'm telling you right now, I'm giving you a call back to producers. Like, I want you to meet them. Uh, I think they're going to love you. And she's like, do you know karate? I was like, no, but I can learn. She's oh, like, see? Wrong answer. You're I know. To, I know. You're supposed, you're supposed to say, when she says, do you know karate? Be like, no, bitch, but I know crazy. <laughs> 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 and that's, that is supposed to be your answer. That's that's the answer, yeah. And she'd be uh, like, well, I can fuck with crazy. <laughs> so, you know, I, I get, my manager gets a date and everything. So I go to the... I. In the meantime, you know, I'm looking at YouTube videos. Like, I, I put a yeah. little routine together. Absolutely, of course. Yeah. 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 So I go to the producer audition, and uh, you know, I I read for them. They they give me a scene. I read some sides, and uh, they're like, "All right, uh, can you can you do a little karate routine for for us?" So I, I did my thing. They're like, "Wow, how long you've been doing karate?" And uh, I, I'm an honest guy. I, I should have held back, but I was like, you know what? I just learned this like a week ago. Yeah. I'm like, wow, that was really good. Uh, unfortunately, I, I didn't. Well, I think I could have got it. Okay. I think I could have. Uh, I did have an agent at the time as well. Um, my agents were because I, I was signed across the board. I was signed theatrically and commercially at uh, at the time they were with Buckwald Talent, uh, which is well, like not the biggest agency, but it was it was getting up there. Okay. Um, they. They were like, "Look, it the the show is a non-union show, uh, so they don't the rates aren't that great, um, and a lot of what is kind of going on with the strikes right now is there's there's like merchandise that gets made made in your likeness that you don't see a penny from, and so they're like, "Look, if if you really want to do it, then we'll back you, but we don't think you should." And I was like, fuck, man. Like, I could be the Red Power Ranger. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I, I, don't, I don't remember if it was ever a thing where, you know, I said no. I don't think it was a, a thing that I said no. Like, I think I, if they would have offered it, I would have said yes. Um, but I don't think it ever came to that point. But it, that talk with my agents was always in the back of my head. And I was like, and then, I, you know, I started doing my own research. It's like, where, where are the... Um, p- previous p- 
Power Ranger actors now. And it's like, not a lot of them are doing a lot of stuff now. Uh, so I was like, I don't know if I want, like, to be known as the Power Ranger guy. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I didn't get it. I wasn't offered it. Uh, whatever the case was. Uh, but it would have been cool. Like, I could have been the Red Power Ranger. I would have went to New Zealand for, like, six months. That would have been cool. <laughs> I think all the Power Rangers are known as Power Rangers. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they ever outlived. Yeah. Like, even the most famous one, like, he never outlived. Yeah, uh, Tommy. Yeah? Yeah. Jason, uh, Jason uh, Day Jason, Frank. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, R.I.P., man. He, ne- he, never, he never outlived. Like, and he was the closest. Mm-hmm. He was the closest for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he did he did a lot of taking his own destiny to his own hands um, True, as far yeah. as like um, either trying to escape it or embracing it mm-hmm. and stuff like that because you know he walked around as both the white and the green yeah you know and so that was that was always a, a big thing and uh, people are always excited to see like I said he was he's he's the biggest one yeah 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 I um I I think he even did like a. Did he produce the movie or direct it or something like that? I think or? yeah, he had something to do with it. Yeah, um, yeah, he did something else that I think is supposed to be coming out. Yes, as I say, he has a project yeah. that's still to come. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 I think it was. Like I think the this last is what I'm thinking he, of. Yeah, last thing he did. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I. Um, as far as like the acting world. It, I still love it. Like I still love acting. Like it, it's a great. It's one of my favorite passions. Uh, but having gone through, uh, so my agents at the time they were with Buckwald. Um, they eventually got recruited to Abrams Artists, which was probably one of the top five agencies in LA. They called me up. They're like, "Hey, we're moving to Abrams Artists. We want to bring you along." I was like, "Fuck yeah." Like Abrams, like I'm to have that on my resume. It's just like, yeah, it's gonna come across a casting director's desk and just like, oh yeah, we got to see this guy. Um, <clears throat> like going through the the business part of it, I guess it just put a really bad taste in my mouth. Like, yeah, there, I would believe that. There was there were so many things that like I remember going on like some agent auditions, like when I was trying to get an agent. This one, it was like, you have you have to play their game, and I I'm not one to like, you know, kind of kneel bend the knee. <laughs> so, so like they're like, you they expect you to have your own like fully fledged business. Like, well, you don't have um, that many Instagram followers. It was like when Instagram was like first starting, mm-hmm. and I was just like, what the f- what the fuck do you care about Instagram? And it's like now I see it was like, oh, you just want to bank off of my work right um uh there was this other one like so much subtle racism like i went on this one audition read it was like the re i i i don't want to brag but i know the read was great Mm -hmm. like i know it was fucking phenomenal and like even even afterwards like my manager called me she's like they think you're fucking amazing like they think you're gonna book everything but i was like there's always a but they don't think you have an edge and she was like, I, I'm all right, not, all right, continue. Yeah. And she was like, I'm not sure what that means. And I was like, I know exactly what that means. I'm 
I'm a Mexican Mexican married guy. Is, yep. Um, they they don't see me as the cholo that they want to put like send that's me that's out. That's what it ass. was. Yep. And I was like, look, if they want me to come in and hold a knife to the neck, I'll fucking do it. I'll play the role. It's a role. I'm not gonna play that every single time. But if they don't want to, I, I saw myself more of as a leading leading guy, and like that's what I wanted to go out as. Mm-hmm. Um, but people didn't see me that way, unfortunately, and it, it just it sucked, you know. And it, it was I, I feel like I was right on the the bu- like I was the bubble was here, and I, I was getting pressed up against the bubble. Mm-hmm. But then, like as soon as I kind of like backed away and like moved more into the production side of things you know someone just like came and popped that bubble and now we see all this inclusion we got blue beetles yeah like, i yeah. could have been blue beetle i could yeah <laughs> show i could have been blue beetle <laughs> that gummy show <laughs> but no i'm happy i'm happy for those people i'm, I'm glad absolutely, of course absolutely i'm yeah. glad to see that more people are getting opportunities and that that's why like one thing I love about the production side of things too is like I want I want to I've I've talked about about this with you and moving back here one of my big goals is to you know start start build a studio here that can offer those opportunities to talent here because I I feel like being out there is one thing like you can turn left and right and see a creative person but like here they're almost kind of like pushed underground mm-hmm. and, like you have to search for them right and i i want to i want i want to give this place where people can come and create and be creative and express all of that because i know i know there's a lot of creative people here and like i've, I've come to find that there are a lot of people here and i, I want to help facilitate that I don't, I don't want i'm not looking for the credit i was like oh yeah i did this like all these people i did this i'm like i want sure i there is a part of me that would like that but not necessarily that's not what i'm searching for like mm-hmm. I'm, I'm i'm searching like I'm, i i like to cater to people and i want to help other people too yeah like it and if my my own creative creativeness or projects get get are a part of that then so be it and that's great um but i want to see people be able to flourish creatively here too because i, I feel like like i said emerald is is a bubble and trying to be creative here can kind of be put down sometimes yeah so we we kind of had this conversation on the uh the b side uh today mm-hmm. when we recorded um the uh the uh, the lady who came in and did her episode uh we talked about if if you woke up tomorrow with god king powers AKA a billion dollars. What you know? What is some of the first stuff you would do? And part of that was um, we we had to, part of the conversation was um, going to people and helping them fulfill their dreams. Like you know, like finding that person. Hey, you remember? I remember that time I ran into you at a United you know, in United, <laughs> and we talked about you wanted to be a director. Are you still into that? Okay, let's do it. Yeah, you know, uh, we we of course there were there was some more kind of like political slash philanthropic things mm-hmm. in, in there, but this was part of the conversation, and it was like, you know, rise up the quote unquote weird of Amarillo because yes, um, I I th- I think that was um, to your point, 
I think that's what it is, is Amarillo focuses, for some reason, this area focuses a lot on um, business. Mm-hmm. But we're good on business. Business is good here. Yeah. Like, the the one thing that we don't have is a great arts culture. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not to say we don't have any art yeah. culture. It's not to say we don't have any <laughs> art culture. All right? But here's the thing. Um, is it's... I don't... I'm not going to say it's one-dimensional, but... It's it's just not as multifaceted mm. as it should or could be, right? And I think we need to contribute to that. Um, the problem is that I think that they feel like, Amarillo feels like, arts means, like, they make art political. Yes, yeah. They make art political because if you're... If your art isn't conservative or painting horses or painting... <laughs> um, uh, landscapes, yeah, and stuff like that. Southwestern turquoise jewelry, I, you know, <laughs> what, whatever it is, and and that's that's again, there's nothing wrong with these things. There's yeah. just more things out there, yeah, you know, and 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 I almost feel like it's even a bad business practice not to engage in the rest of that because like all that stuff brings in money, and if you're Absolutely. about bringing in money. Then like you should open it open the gate a little bit, but um, they're not they don't want to do that because it kind of again they make it political and they mm-hmm. they, they try to to shut it out. But yeah. in the conver- you know I'm not going to get in the whole conversation, but we talked about new money versus old money. Yeah, and, yeah, yep, you know, and stuff like that. And so, but yeah, yeah. So we just had a similar conversation uh, today about everything that you just kind of talked about, really. And so. That's kind of funny for me. It came around full circle. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Well, I mean, we we we've been here for for a little minute. Have we? We yeah. It's uh. Where we at? Hour and a half. Okay. What is that? I thought I thought it was longer than it was, but uh, no. We we talked about some good stuff. Um, Like I I really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, I I've been wanting to get you on the show. Like you, like I said, you were one of the people that I, I was excited to come back to Amarillo and like be around because yeah. like you, like I said, you're you're a Renaissance man. You do a, you create music, you produce, uh, you do film production, and like that's I I don't necessarily you know create music, but um, I'm I'm a very musically inclined person. Like anywhere there's karaoke. You, I will be there, and man. I, that's so <laughs> funny you say that because <laughs> that's that that is that is so true. That is so true. You are definitely not the, not afraid to karaoke or sing. I remember at the drop of a hat. I I remember I remember that. <laughs> I distinctly remember that. Yeah, absolutely. Here's 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 what I'll say. <clears throat> yeah, I'll let you wrap it up however you have you need to, man. But. Um, I watched the show, and here, here's what I'll say. When people give you flowers or people try to appreciate that you're still here, you know, let them. You don't have to linger on the the sentiment or whatever. You just be like, Hold on, this is another fish. You can just, hey, appreciate it, my guy. And then go back to what you're talking about. But I, I've – your co-host – 
on multiple occasions, at least three, has been like, hey, I'm glad you're still here. And you ignore him every time. And I know why you do. And you try you try to move on. But hey, just let let people love that you still here though, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that's one thing I'm still working on. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. You know what I'm saying? But 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 really, like that's because I, I actually watched the show. I actually watched the show. <laughs> okay. And, and 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 really though, like, you know, it's because again, that's that's also a part of kind of showing up for ourselves. True. Is, um even though we don't always feel lovable, because that's another thing about me. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't feel lovable, right? Um, but then, like, when people really try to love us, we don't, we don't really accept it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It uh, and it, it's hard. I get it. Yeah. I get it. You know, I, I'm, I'm, pro- I probably don't do the best at like uh, practicing what I preach, but I think because of that, I would hope more people do it better than I do it. True. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I'm saying? Again, and I, like I said, I get it. You know what I'm saying? Just be, hey, appreciate it, my guy. And then just, hey, keep it moving. You know what I mean? But, like, you know, it's it's okay for people to be, you know, be glad that you're still here. Yeah. Thank, thank so. you for saying Like, that That's that that goes to show that TV Head Jimmy is one of the most genuine people. Like, he will he will tell it how it is. And, like, he's, he's a very perceptive person. Um you know, please check out Records on Repeat, Intelligency and Noir. Uh, I will post his links in the description. Follow this man. He's he's going he's going to do really great things. He already does really great things. Um, you know, at some point we're gonna collab on something. I know we absolutely will. we will. And uh, you know, thank you for being here. Um, I like to close it out with a cheers to the conversation because oh, like, it's been my amazing. Guy. Damn. I'm talking about Sally.